Francis Wesso, welcoming you to the Cornerstone Podcast presented by Global Grace Ministries. Today we'll be finishing talking about how angels assist the heirs of salvation, and we will discuss also the various types of angels that the Bible mentions and their appearance. But before we start, I want to give you the answer to the question that I left you as homework. I asked what other angel besides Gabriel is mentioned in the Bible? And where the name of this angel is mentioned? Well, the answer is Michael. And this angel is mentioned several times in the Bible. But the verse I have chosen to give you is Jude verse 9, which says, But even the archangel Michael, when he was disputing with the devil about the body of Moses, did not himself dare to condemn him for slander, but said, The Lord rebuke you. Gabriel and Michael are the only angels that the evangelical Bible mentions, and Lucifer or Satan and Apollyon are the only fallen angels or demons that we find by name in the Bible. Last week we talked about angels helping us by protecting us, communicating messages from God, and by providing us with resources. We spoke also that they can heal us and get us out of trouble when we are in need. In addition to that, angels also are in charge of taking us to heaven when we die, according to the parable that Jesus tells in Luke chapter 16, verses 19 through 31. This parable tells us about the death of a rich man and a poor man named Lazarus, and clearly tells us that the angels led Lazarus to Abraham's bosom when he died. That's why I deduce that angels take us to heaven when we die. I am very happy to know that when we believers die, we do not do it alone. We have angels around us waiting for our souls and our spirits to separate from our bodies to take us home. Before we talk about the types and appearances of angels, I want to mention a few things that angels do not do. First, angels don't let humans worship them. If one of you sees a celestial being and he lets you adore him, you have the assurance that what it is in front of you is a demon, not an angel. Second, angels do not do anything against God's will or in disobedience to God. Therefore, a being that asks us to go against the Bible is not an angel. And third, angels will never try to control us or to possess us. Angels always respect our free will. With that, I am going to give you the homework for the next podcast, I want you to go to the book of Joshua, chapter 5, read verses 13 through 15. And I want you to meditate on that. And I want you to figure what kind of angel it was that spoke to Joshua. Don't expect me to give you the answer in the next podcast without you reading the passage. Please do your homework. Now we can talk about the different type of angels that the Bible mentions. But before I start doing that, I want to remind you that the Bible says that we know in part and we prophesy in part. In other words, it is impossible to know everything. No matter how much we study any subject of the Bible, the more we study, the more we realize that our knowledge is limited. Therefore, in no way what we share with you through this podcast 
is something absolute or complete. With our show, we just want to lay a foundation for what we, as followers of Christ, believe, and that is why we name our podcast Cornerstone. It is just a foundation. Our desire is just to give you a foundation about biblical issues. Now, when talking about the types of angels, it is worth mentioning that just as the army of Satan has ranks, the celestial army also has them. Colossians 1, 15 and 16 tells us, The sun is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. I believe that the heavenly army has thrones, powers, principalities, and authorities. Apart from the ranks of the heavenly army, the Bible also mentions four types of angels. The first ones are the seraphim, mentioned in various books of the Old Testament, but they are described in the book of Revelation and in Isaiah. Let's go to Isaiah 6 verses 2 and 3, which tells us, Above him were seraphim, each of which had six wings. With two of them they covered their face, with two they covered their feet, and with two they flew. And they said to each other, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The earth is full of his glory. These are the angels who are on the throne of God, praising him day and night. These angels have wings, but not all the angels have wings. There are also angels called cherubim, and the best known of these type of angels is Satan. Sadly, the world describes these angels as chubby children with two little wings, but that has nothing to do with the description the Bible gives us. Go with me to Ezekiel 1. We're going to read verses 4 through 11, which reads, I looked and I saw a windstorm coming out of the north, an immense cloud with flashing lightning and surrounded by brilliant light. The center of the fire looked like glowing metal, and in the fire was what looked like four living creatures. In appearance, their form was human, but each of them had four faces and four wings. Their legs were straight, their feet were like those of a calf, and gleamed like burnished bronze. Under their wings on the four sides they had human hands. All four of them had faces and wings, and the wings of one touched the wings of the other. Each one went straight ahead. They did not turn as they moved. Their faces looked like this. Each of the four had the face of a human being, and on the right side each had the face of a lion, and on the left the face of an ox. Each also had the face of an eagle. Such were their faces. They each had two wings spreading out upward, each wing touching that of the creature on either side, and each had two other wings covering its body. Here we have to use our imagination a bit and give Ezekiel a bit of grace to understand that the poor man did his best trying to describe something that had no comparison with anything he had seen. If we start unpacking what Ezekiel describes, it can be a ship with four angels inside. 
don't go out saying that Pastor Francis believes in flying saucers. I'm just trying to explain to you that I don't think these angels are as strange as Ezekiel describes them. He just didn't have anything similar to compare them with. What we do know is that the cherubim have four wings and have a human aspect and walk like us. In Daniel, we see the description of another angel, but we are not told what kind of angel it was. Some believe that the angel described in Daniel 10 was an archangel. The Bible also speaks about various angels without giving us a description of them. We find an example of these angels in Luke chapter 2 verses 13 through 15, which reads, And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. It happened that when the angels left them to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go then to Bethlehem and see what has happened and that the Lord has revealed to us. Obviously, the shepherds who saw these angels announcing the birth of Christ and praising God knew they were angels, but they didn't seem afraid to see them. Another peculiar thing for me in this portion of the Bible is that every time in Sunday school when I was told about this multitude of angels, they were drawn as a choir singing in heaven to the shepherds who were in the meadows of Israel. But the portion we read does not say that these angels were a choir of angels singing and neither are they depicted floating in the air. It simply says that a crowd of a large group of angels appeared to the shepherd and then left. Excuse me if I just ruin your Christmas images of these angels, but I just wanted to emphasize the point that these angels had an appearance that would be considered normal. In Hebrews 13.2, the author of the book tells us that because the Israelites are hospitable, many have hosted angels without knowing it, which tells us that there are angels everywhere who take on the appearance of ordinary men. Nowhere in the Bible are we told that angels are tall and slender beings with long wavy blonde hair that wear white robes. Maybe there are angels that represent the different races, and who knows if there are short angels. I don't know about you, but I honestly don't care what angels look like. What I care about, and for what I praise God, is that these powerful beings are on my side and are always willing to help me, and therefore I put them to work. I have to tell you that I have no biblical basis for doing so, but I have asked for their help in the name of Jesus since I was a child. I want to clarify that I do not pray to angels. When I need their help, I simply speak to them and tell them what I need in the name of Jesus. I don't waste my time asking for something that goes against the Bible, and I don't have conversations with them. I have heard of Christians who do, and since I'm not supposed to judge, I'm going to leave that between those people and God. What I do know is that when I see my angels in heaven, I will thank them for all they have helped me. And one of those times that they helped me was the first time I went to Honduras. I was very young and did not know anything about that country. The ministry I was working with sent me to fix details and make preparations for a medical mission trip that we were going to take later in the year. The person who was going to help me with the organization of the trip lived in Tegucigalpa, the capital. 
but the secretary of the church who was the one who bought the ticket for me bought it for me to go to San Pedro Sula without knowing that there are several hours between San Pedro Sula and Tegucigalpa. As I didn't know either how far it was, I left without making preparations to get from San Pedro to Tegucigalpa. And when I landed, I realized that there was no longer public transportation to Tegucigalpa until the following day. God in his mercy put a pastor next to me at the information desk of the airport. This pastor offered to take me to Tegucigalpa, but since it was already late, we were going to have to stay in a hotel halfway between San Pedro and Tegucigalpa because it was dangerous to drive in certain areas at night. Since I had appointments in the early hours of the morning, I accepted the offer of the pastor and we took off. The problem was that in those days there were not cell phones and I couldn't talk with anyone in the United States to tell them about my journey. Neither my family nor the church knew where I was. And that night the only hotel we found was one in which the rooms faced the street and on the street there were people getting drunk until dawn. I was very afraid at the thought that no one knew where I was. I had no way of communicating with my family and the only thing that separated me from the drunks outside was a wooden door. I began to pray for protection and I do not lie to you when I tell you that before I finished praying, all of a sudden I saw a huge angel in front of the door. It was so tall that had to bend himself because the ceiling of the room was so low. I think that that angel showed himself that big to me to make sure I knew that no one could enter that room because before anybody tried, they had to go through the giant who was taking care of me. After seeing him, I fell asleep and in the morning I woke up rested and managed to reach Tegucigalpa safely. People ask me why I have seen several angels in my life. I always tell them that the only reason I have seen them is because I have been in trouble so many times. Don't feel bad if you never see an angel. They only show up in serious situations. Just rejoice, my brother or sister, knowing that your angels are always ready to help you. Next week, we will finish this series. If we have been a blessing to you, please help us by promoting our ministry and the ministries we support. Check out our website at globalgraceministries.com and check out the beautiful ministries we support in Latin America and the United States. If God leads you to help them, we will appreciate any assistance. God bless you and keep you. Thank you.